Welcome to season two of Outstanding Women Leaders, Witty and Wise Conversations. I'm your host, Katie L. leadership and relationship coach by day, comedian and writer by night. Also writing by day now, this Monday, I started out giving myself a mild concussion and turned that crystal doorknob from that bashed me in the head into my crystal ball that said, you're going to stay in bed and write on Monday. And my bed now adjusts so I can sit up and write in bed. So writer by day and night. I'm currently on a mission to host 100 million witty and wise conversations that disrupt the way leaders think and the way the world communicates. No more welcome to my TED Talks and dear Abby advice friends. It's time to ha start having powerful conversations and exchange of ideas without being attached to the outcome for another person. These are the components of a witty and wise conversation that have the power to transform the way we live and lead in a profound way. We have four rules for our conversation today, inspired by the Coactive Training Institute. Rule number one, nobody gets to be wrong. Rule number two, nobody gets to be right. Rule number three, everybody gets to be vulnerable. And rule number four, my favorite, everything is included. So if your cell phone rings, a, a car horn goes off, it's gonna be in the podcast. We're not editing. The conversation is exactly what it needs to be in this moment in time. So for authenticity, we're not going to edit. We've asked our guests to join us via video to allow us to create authentic connection. Eyes are the window to the soul. You will be seen here. You will be heard. There is space for you here. Conversation is meant to be a dance, an ebb and flow, a back and forth exchange of energy, thoughts, and emotions. The wit we bring to this conversation releases an endorphin known as the painkiller. You actually feel better when you laugh. The wisdom we bring to this conversation will be seen in the pieces of information that you take to improve your life. When this conversation comes to a close, I will ask you, our listeners and our guests, three questions. If you've tuned in before, you know what they are. If you haven't, you don't want to miss them, so stay tuned. And don't forget to write us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podbean or on the YouTube channel at Outstanding Women Leaders. You can also head over to owlprofessionalcoaching.com to read things on the blog, check out past episodes, and of course, learn more about me, your host, Katie L. Eves, that relationship and leadership coach by day. But enough about me, an outstanding woman leader. Let's welcome Sabrina Sarabella. Sabrina is a health and wellness expert and badass business coach. Sabrina grew up in the Jersey Shore, so naturally, she spent her entire life in the gym. A clinical nutritionist and personal trainer by trade, Sabrina now helps busy, ambitious women gain more energy by looking at every aspect of their life, nutrition, lifestyle, exercise, mindset, and spirit, so that they can become more productive, make more money, and live the more vibrant, fulfilled life that they desire. Yes, I love this. So today, we're going to talk about money mindset, abundance mindset, female entrepreneurs, all the awesome stuff that I love. And super excited to have you on. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. This is so exciting. Yeah. So tell us how you got your start. Because I have to say, when I heard your story, I thought, man, when I first moved here, I thought about exactly what you're doing. Uh, but I decided to focus on myself and, uh, you know, heal from a divorce instead. So tell us how you got your start. Yeah, so I've got a little bit of a long story. I mean, I started health and wellness from a young age. My mother was very big into working out, so she always took me to the gym. We had a personal trainer come. I just fell in love with health and wellness. Um, I wanted to be a group fitness instructor from the moment I took aerobics classes, like back 
before I was even like, like a teenager. Um, so I started to, I got certified to be a fitness instructor at 18 as soon as I could. And then I taught group fitness classes in college, went to college for exercise physiology. So I always kind of wanted to be in the health and wellness space. Um, after college, I got a job in a corporate gym. Um, and what I did there for about 10 years was I ran the group fitness department. What we did was we um, eventually started to build these, what we call now called boutique studios, which were back then was not a word we ever knew. Um, we had these mind body studios in gyms and our CEO was like, now figure out how to make money off of this. So me and my colleagues figured out we could do like small group training or what we call now boutique fitness, right? We could do this inside of our gym. And it kind of went from there. I did that for about, like I said, like uh, about a decade. And then corporation change. I always wanted to go back to school to be a nutritionist. So I left um, corporate, went back to get my master's in nutrition while still personal training sometimes. Also came to work for my dad. He was sick. Um, so he asked me to help step into his company. And I did that for uh, actually for a very long time. Um, and from there, started to build my own business coaching because what I was doing when I was in corporate was coaching other people to build their businesses um, just for a corporate. And then so when I got on my own, I was building my business. I was doing a lot of online stuff as a health and nutrition expert, which people weren't really doing about seven years ago. It was kind of new to the space. Um, and I was running these, I first started these uh, four-week jumpstart programs, I call it. I think it was four weeks to summer I started, four-week jumpstart. And I would get people, mostly women, obviously, um, they would pay me a certain amount of money. They'd get like workouts for the month. They'd get a community of Facebook. Um, and they were getting these great results. And I was doing really great, like supplementing my income online. And then so people started asking me, personal trainers, other people, how are you doing this? And so I built this formula basically on how to build an online business. So that's why I've been doing a lot of helping uh, female entrepreneurs build their own online business. And also um, before, before pre-pandemic was helping people build studios in person. We're kind of on hold for that right now. No one's really opening a studio right now, but, uh, but we opened a bunch of them. So, and I live in Hoboken, which is a small town. I've been here I think like 11 years now and just became really um, involved in the community, meeting a ton of people and, you know, just building my network from here. So I do in, I used to do in-person stuff. I was in town, not anymore, but I do work with people all over the country too, which I love. Yeah, I love that. I'm based in Jersey City, but I was in Hoboken, which is, I'm right up the cliff and uh, built quite a community in Hoboken. I'm surprised our paths have never crossed. I know. What's your favorite hangout? in Hoboken what's your go-to restaurant bar city bistro I am a complete I never girl. go there that's why our paths haven't crossed that's so funny I mean I've been there a few times of course and Monday nights is a great deal yeah uh, half off right like I've been there on a couple Mondays but that makes sense <laughs> yeah we joke around like my friends and I we don't leave a four block radius we hang out on 14th street and that's really all we do we go to a couple restaurants that we like downtown but 14th Street is where we hang out. Yeah, you're an uptown girl, as yeah, they say. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. How are you helping people pivot their business um, during this time? Because I imagine uh, there's quite a bit of pivoting happening. Yeah, so like I said, I've been doing online stuff for a long time. And so when this all happened, I was able to help people. But what happened was, too, for me, is that I was still teaching group fitness classes in person because I love to do that. Like, I love being in front of the room. I love helping people. And... It was just, it just really fun for me. And I've been at this company I've been teaching for for a minute, long time. I kind of just never gave it up. 
So when the pandemic started, obviously gyms were shut down and we couldn't have in-person stuff. And a friend of mine who also worked at the gym, we kind of just happened to be, we both taught like the same slot, 930s, but like alternate dates. We kind of had the same people coming to our classes. We had a really good community. And when obviously everything happened, we were like, well, what are we going to do? So I went to my friend and I said, let's build a virtual online gym, basically. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, okay, let me take, let me take care of all the back end stuff. You just go promote it to our people. And so we built this online platform it's called like an online gym which we give uh, five live classes a week same thing we cut the 9 30 time slot they get a live class every day from us they miss the live class we record it send it out to them but i also built this community that i give them give them accountability challenges um i give them nutrition stuff and so we built this so when i was doing this too people were like wait a minute wait what are you doing I'm like, okay, this is what I teach other people to do. This is what I'm doing myself also. Like, let me help you. So I started a Facebook group for fitness and wellness professionals um, to basically pivot their business and show them how the steps to do it. Because a lot of times, I don't know if you saw this, people were doing it for free. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, you want to do some stuff for free, but hey, this is our jobs too. Now you lost your job in person. You still have to pay the bills. Like, you still have to think ahead. So I was really adamant about, people being like paying for it and, and charging your value. And I speak a lot about money mindset. A lot of people have, I think their value is they don't connect their value to their worth and they don't want to charge for things. So I was just really preaching that like, okay, you can build this platform, but you need to charge your worth for it too. Absolutely. And I love that because we, I think women in particular, we always want to give and, the minute you take yourself out of a space, you forget the service wasn't the four walls that you were standing in. The service was you. You were providing the service that's incredibly valuable. So I love that you're, I wanna hear more about this mindset um, and how you help coach women uh, to get there because it's the hardest, once you get there, you can build that business. You know, I, I owned a gym and I never, for me, I never thought about money because I just knew I was gonna make it. I was thinking about, the impact I was having on the people, the relationships I was building. Um, when we got to the point where we needed to move to our next location, we didn't have the capital to do so. But I had built relationships with the gym that said, yeah, we'd like to buy a lifetime membership and pay you up front for some months for, because we see this value and we know that your gym will, you know, will always be here and we want to be a part of it. And so that is sort of the mindset I've always had. I'm so curious, like what you help coach people on. Yeah, so if you kind of uncover it, people have their own kind of wrapped up ideas about money. And it always comes from like, you know, right, we're a child and we hear things our parents say and we make it mean something or we hear things society say and we make it mean something. And then we live by those, those values for the rest of our life and we never question them because that's what we've always been told. So, right, like you have to work hard to make money. Money doesn't grow on trees or rich people are evil or all kinds of things like that. And a lot of times in health and wellness or people that are helping people, I don't want to charge that. I'm just trying to help people. I'm just trying to make them better, right? And yes, we want to do that. But again, there is a money exchange with it. And I also teach a lot about how money is just energy, right? So if I'm helping you to accomplish a goal, either being healthier or whatever, make whatever it is, there's some kind of exchange you have to give back to me. So I'm giving my energy to you to teach you to show you how to do these things. Your energy back to me is money. And we make 
money mean things that it doesn't mean. It really it was just, it's just an energy exchange. And if you look back on what money was before we used to like trade beans, right? For like, you give me, you give me beans, I give you my chicken, whatever it is. And then we made money and then we made money mean things. So I start with what is your money story? Like, what did your mom say about money? What did your dad say about money? What are some of your limiting beliefs around money? And then we kind of break down what your limiting beliefs are. So like I said, maybe it's like money doesn't grow on trees or it takes, you have to really work really hard to have money. And then we kind of like dismantle them. Is that really true? Do you really believe that? And then we make a new belief and then we start to work on that belief. Like money comes easily to me. I attract money easily, that kind of stuff. And then there's like more other exercises you can do, but that's basically is like figuring out what money means to you. Why did you make it mean that way? getting a new belief and now learning to attract it. Like I said, money is just energy. So it's all about attracting. I'm also a Reiki master. So I talk a lot about like, you know, how to use the energy of it. It's just being same thing, like branding. What do you clear on? I talk a lot about this. Like what problem are you trying to solve? Who are you trying to solve it for? Be clear about that. And then now people can find you. So you're making that money. It's coming easily to you. I love that. I have behind me, I have, so people have vision boards. I just have a stuff collection of a shelf and like, this is my board for the year. And I have, well, it's actually not there because I was reading it, but I have a, you are a badass of baking money. Um, and for me, that was a reminder. Uh, as I set out on my new business venture, I am a badass at making money. You know, like, I moved out here with X amount of salary and like increased those raises. And then said, and before that I created my own business and created my own um, you know, I had employees when you're, so I, I love the, the re, the mindset shift of money is just energy. I've never heard that before. I love that. Yeah. Tell me more about that. You're a Reiki master. Let's soak in all your energy here. Yeah. So, um, I've always been like a little, I wasn't spiritual. Again, same thing. My mother was very into those self-improvement books. I like to call it. And about probably about like 10 years ago now, a friend introduced me to Reiki. And then through that, I started to train in it. And I recently, during over COVID, because there was much to do, um, I went to a lot of mediumship courses. So I started to learn how to be a medium, um, working on that tarot card reader. So it's just really fun for me. Um, but the energy about it is basically just like vibrating at the energy of things you want to attract, right? And so you, our words have vibrations. And you can kind of hear, right? So if you say words that are um, sad or fear, they just feel like low vibe to you. And when you think joy, happiness, success, they're just high vibe to you. So it's really just about getting on that vibe of that, that vibration of attracting the things you want. And it's not about always being like that. Yes, we all have our sad days or our bad days and stuff like that, but it's about feeling those emotions, getting through them, and then getting back to the things you want to attract those high vibe things. So I do exercises like I'll ground myself or meditate. Um, today's actually the full moon. I don't know what at least in this, but we've got an October two full moons. So something about the full moon um, and the energy you're supposed to write down what you want and it's more easily manifested because of the energy of the moon. So I talk about that a lot. I know and something's kind of seeming woo-woo, but I kind of weave them into working with my clients and so they don't really know what I'm like if it's kind of like uh, you know, I talk about, you know setting your goals and writing down exactly what you want, what you want that money for. And really behind it is the, the, the energy and enough of that. But sometimes people realize it. I talk about it. Some people are just like, okay, this is what I want to do. I want this to achieve this. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah. I'm totally getting down with the woo-woo stuff. I did my very first new moon intention um, in September. And 
Today is my five years since I moved here. We talk about energy and vibration. Um, October 1st in 2011 was the day I got married and said best day of my life. I got divorced in, um, and I moved out here in 2015 and I specifically chose, like fought really hard for October 1 to happen because uh, it was the best day of my life. I, it wasn't the day I got married, but that day was going to be the best day of my life. And as I sit here in this new moon energy, like I'm with my my partner, but clearly the reason I moved to Hoboken, I had no idea he was vibing for me at second in Jefferson while I was working at first in Jefferson at Hoboken, which is insane to think about. Um, and right before the pandemic, the universe was like, you guys have to freaking meet because you're not gonna meet if you don't do it now. Um, so I love that. I want to know more about this medium classes that you were taking, because um, I so to, to add to take away the woo woo part. Um, I just came from my leadership program with Coactive Institute. We're in waiting because of COVID. We talk about leadership in the field, and that is reading the energy and really understanding the energy. And the key to that is that you blurt what you feel, but you're not attacked because it may be wrong but it doesn't matter because you're going to shift the energy to wherever it's supposed to go because you honored what you were feeling. I, I want to focus on that. This is my intention for October. So tell me everything I can do to focus on that. Yeah. So I really, it's about knowing yourself and being clear who you are and grounded so that you can read other people's energy, but you're not attached to it, right? You're not taking it on. It's just like mm -hmm. you can see it and you can, I mean, Right? People call it energy, you can call it vibes. You can, I mean, we've all been doing this our whole life and we're just kind of naming it too. And I talk about this too is um, they talk to people that have been traumatized or like had some kind of rape or whatever like that. And they say any person that's been attacked or mugged, they always had a bad feeling of where they were walking, what they were doing, and they chose to not to listen to it, right? And that's what happens. So this is just like, we have to start to learn to listen to our inner self or intuition because it's always guiding us in the right way. So you just kind of learning about that vibe and reading the energy is kind of tuning into yourself. How are you feeling right now? And then maybe you're walking into a room and now you're like, ooh, why do I feel like, I don't know, fearful or this? And it's maybe about someone else's energy in the room. And what you can do to change that energy is, first of all, stand in your power, stand in your vibration. You're going to bring the vibration up by being who you are. And then you can just do a simple exercise, like thinking about like you're the shield, right? It's like, and you're basically putting almost like, a, I don't know if you're doing Care Bears. You remember Care Bears? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like shout their heart out. It's almost like that I think of. It's like shouting my heart out and clearing the energy or the space around it. And it's really just intention. Like you can make hand signals, you can think of it, but it's really just the intention of your mind and thinking about that. Hmm. I love that imagery that you just gave to that. And it is true, right? You can walk in a room and feel a shift in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so you know that that's happening as a result. Um, how do you coach, do you coach people on how to tune into that? Um, I don't really, um, we could, I mean, I talk to people about it, but I don't really coach people specifically on that. I mean, I'm sure if a client of mine was asking about it, we can definitely walk them through it. I do do some Reiki stuff with people. It's more of just like friends or I do some like new moon, um, 
or around the uh, newer full moon for some Reiki for mostly just friends. But um, I do love it. And I, I practice it whatever I'm doing. Like when I go out, I sometimes say that if you've heard of the Aponopono, it's a thank you, I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me. And it's just like this Hawaiian prayer that people, that they say, and it really just it's supposed to clear energy. So I just do that. Um, and even like if you're Catholic, right, you say grace over your food. It's the same. It's like all the same thing. It's all the same language, just in different ways. So, you know, it's something I've been like learning my whole life and it's just kind of like trying it in different ways. So, and again, with friends too, like I know you talked, we talked about this another conversation is about relationships and friends and stuff like that. And it's really listening to their conversation and trying to shift their mindset about a man or whatever relationship they're in. And then the same thing, kind of changing their vibration around the situation. And then we can change how the outcome. Yeah. That's interesting to think about that for friends. I think about how sometimes we're attached to a vibration we want to have for them, right? Yeah. Like we want them to have it so badly because we know what it feels like. I imagine coaching someone, right, that wants to make more money. You're just like, I want you to feel this vibration. I want you to be here. Um, but we also can't be too attached to that because we don't, it's, um, we lose something there. How do you balance that for not even friends, but even with the coaching? Like, what do you do to make sure that you stay within that vibe, but not overly attached where you're controlling or sort of, yeah. Yeah, I believe that everyone's on their own journey and has to learn their own lessons. So I can be there as a coach to guide them, to course correct them, but I can't make their decisions for them and I can't change their life for them, right? So I hold the space to allow them to question themselves, question their behaviors. And then, so when they see those things, they become aware of it and they change themselves. So like you're a coach too, like you're just holding that space and you're never giving them the answers because the answers are always in them. Right. Mm -hmm. And like when I, and I talk strategy, that's different, but I'm talking about like the whole change and a mindset behind it. I'm just giving them the tools or teaching them the tools and then they have to go out there and change it for themselves. So it's like, I, I, do my job as the coach, but you have to do your job as the client too. And that's not my, that's not my thing. And this is actually goes back to personal training when I did it years ago is that you are always like, you start to, as a new personal trainer, get attached, like, Oh, they're not losing weight or they're not doing this. And then you have to go back to, I spend one to two hours a week with them and they spend what is 120 something hours doing whatever they else do they do on their own so that's not my job to police them and figure out what they're doing i give them the tools here's the plan here's how you want to execute the plan but i'm not there watching you all day so you have to make the effort to change yeah yeah i find that when coaching i love to uh, offer tools but i also love to help people find their favorite tools right um and writing the story for me is one of my favorite tools. That doesn't mean it's their favorite tool. What are some of the tools that, uh, that are your favorites that have helped, that can help just particularly with around money? Because I think when you're building a business, that's the number one focus people have. Yeah, I think like the simplest is, is like knowing your money story, writing that down. I love the whole limiting belief thing, because I think that we sometimes when we try to manifest things, right? We're like, why isn't it happening? Why is it doing this? Because you're blocking it for some reason. And that takes a lot of inner work to figure out because some things are super easy to manifest. I'm sure you've figured it out for yourself and some things are more difficult, right? The things that are more difficult is because you're attached to it and you're also blocking it in some way. So figuring out those things, like I love the teaching of steps and manifestation. And that's one of my biggest tools is that how to figure out 
what you want, clear those blocks, those limiting beliefs, make a new limiting belief that you're gonna follow, be super, super clear on what you want, let the universe know, so write it down, affirm it, and then live as if you have that already. So that, that's like actually my favorite tool is like the steps of manifestation because it works in everything that you want to do. A hundred percent. Oh, you're speaking my language right now. As I think, as I, as you're talking of, I'm in my level one, I'm just applying this to myself in this moment. And I invested, um, when I, when I left my job, I invested 30 K in my coaching education. Um, I have some pretty ambitious plans that are going to require, uh, quite a bit of knowledge and, um, and I did so without saying I have a business that can support 30K today. I did so because I'm going to have a business that supports whatever the hell I want to do <laughs> and in this moment. And so I, I love that. And uh, I did that once. And it was so, I remember being scared the whole time. And it was 10K for that first business. Mm -hmm. And when I started thinking about well, why wouldn't I do this right now? Because I think that's what comes up for people with those limiting beliefs. For me, it was like, why wouldn't I do this? Knowing I've already done it before. Like I took 10K and turned it into that, you know, that multiple six-figure business. So of course I can take 30K and turn that into the million dollar business. Like that totally makes sense to me. I even love that the multiplier factor for there. Um, but limiting beliefs are really hard. Yeah. for people. I also think fear holds us back, right? Is that we are so fearful of what the next step will be, or we don't know. And I, I actually read something the other day. It was like, if it was easy, everyone would do it, right? So we have to do things that are scary, are not easy. And that's how we get to the next step because we know like it doesn't, nothing changes in comfort zone. And it's fine to go, I think you ebb and flow through discomfort, comfort, discomfort, comfort. When you want to get to the next level, you got to push yourself. So that whole, like, it's scary to invest the money. And I get that all the time with people like, oh, I don't want to invest the money in your programs or coaching with you. So, okay, then you can remain the same and you're not going to achieve your goals, right? That's your choice. But if you invest in your money and you invest in yourself, and most importantly, that you put yourself on the hook for that, then you're going to see major changes in your life and your business and everything that you attract to money. Absolutely. And you're also just letting the universe know that you're ready. Yeah. I think we forget that part. Um, I also, I, for my listeners who are Christian, like in tithing for me, is very similar in that men mentality of, um, you know, money ebbs and flows, money is fluid. And, you know, this is, this is not your intention here isn't to, to worry about it or to hold on to it. And that's, you, you give some away. Uh, the church I go to happens to do a lot of really great things in the community um, so that you, you know, you're honoring that. And part of that is, is investing in yourself as well yeah it's a, that whole like giving away like if you're holding on to something right it's like you're never gonna get anything else but when you're like okay i'm gonna donate money or i'm gonna spend this or that it's just that you're able to move that money around that energy is the same thing right mm -hmm. so you have to trust trust in the universe trust in god trust in jesus whatever you believe in trust that they always have your back or trust that your best interest is in the heart and that they're never going to make you like want you to fail, right? They're going to try to, they're always going to put opportunities in your path to help you get the money you need or whatever you need. You just have to be open to seeing those, right? You have to know what you want, be clear on those things, and then you're able to attract opportunities and see the opportunities. Mm, that's a key word there, right? It's to see them. 
What do you find that where clients get stuck and like they're, they're the ones blocking themselves from seeing things? Yeah. So as simple as that, right? So if you're saying like, oh, I really want um, a car, you just get a new car. Like I have this silver actor or whatever it is. And then you're like, I never see them on the road. And then you get it and you're like, focus on it. Now you see them all the time, right? So when you are focused on seeing opportunities or seeing the good and everything, and this even has to go with people like, I can't say when people complain about things or they never see the good and what they have. Gratitude, like I talk about this all the time, is, is focusing on what you're grateful for, then everything else, your problems, just start to get a little smaller because you can focus on the good that you have. So when people block themselves, we talk about, Okay, why are you blocking these things? What other things can you see? What can you change? What can you focus that's good that you're having, right? If you're focusing on, um, I can't get this client to sign up with me or whatever it is, like, okay, let's talk about, are you really servicing the people that you already have? Are you grateful for them? Because once you just start to shift that focus, all those other things start to come and they fall away. You're not so obsessed with like the, the things aren't happening, what I'm blocking. Yeah. What perked up for me when you just gave your scenario of like, oh, this client won't sign up is, well, why are you attached? There's a hundred other clients out there that are waiting to meet you. I think that it, I, the attachment piece is so hard. And I, I remember like stumbling through that initially um, when I was building a business of like just wanting to help every person and why didn't they want to have my help? I imagine that you have clients that struggle a little bit with that mindset too. Yeah, totally. And it's like the same thing, right? And I, my biggest thing is like, be clear on who you want to help and who you do not want to help. Because you'll also start to attract people like, if you're not clear on those things, you'll attract people that you don't want to work with. And then I'll be miserable. And you're like, why am I doing this? So be super clear on those two things. And then they start to just come to you, right? Because you are putting out the content, you are speaking about it, you people start to know who you are. And you are clear. It's a lot of times when you're kind of flipping flopping, people are like, I don't know what you do. Like, I can't, I can't work with you if I don't know what you're doing. And also people find, people don't ask for the sale a lot of times, or clients. They're afraid to ask for the sale. Or they're afraid to ask people to work with them. And I always say that people want to be invited to work with you, or people want to feel like you actually want them to. So I always talk about, especially when you're first starting out, personal invites. Like, reaching out to someone like, hey, I do A, B, and C, like, would you want to try it out? Or I don't know if you're interested in this health and wellness thing or whatever I'm doing, but it's, it's okay to go after people because if you have a problem, if you have a solution to their problem and you're not telling them about it, you're giving a disservice to them. So I talk about it more of solving problems and more of this than the sale of it. It's because once you have something that some people want, they're going to be flocking to you. I love that. I love the solving problems focus. Um, it's not even so much I have a service to offer you, but like I have a solution. Would you like to hear it? Because I hear you have this problem. Because you're never selling the product. You're selling the transformation for somebody, right? Like They don't care if it's 800 calls or two calls. They just care that you're going to get them from point A to point B, and it's going to be good, and it's going to be this transformation, and that's all they care about. They don't care about the fluff that we all kind of get wrapped up in or anything like that, and you know what? Like, if you have something that someone really wants, they'll pay you $10 million, and they will figure out how to get the money for you, because people spend money on things that they want, right? And this all the time. People, oh, I won't spend, I can't spend money on that vitamins or those supplements, but I'll go buy my $10,000 Birkin bag or whatever it is, right? So people spend money on things they want to. So it's super important to not be attached to, like you said, attach the people that are coming to you or the money because people will figure out the way to pay for you or do things when you have the solution to their problem. 
Mm, I love that. I feel like you have a solution to anyone's problem that they're listening to right now. I'm, I'm like on this level with you. Like, I think we could change the world right now. Like, you want to run for president? Because I did see the debates and I think there's an opening. <laughs> oh, rough. Um, are there any particular mindsets that you personally had a hard time getting over in order to help coach others to get over them? Yeah, I think one thing I, I struggle with, and I think, I don't know if it's just mostly women, but mostly women that I hear about it, is the imposter syndrome, right? Is that you never think you're good enough. You never think you can achieve what you're saying you're going to achieve for them. Like, you're like, okay, like I will, I will make you, I don't claim this, but let's say you're saying I'll make you gain a million dollars over the year. Like, that's not my claim, but I'm just saying that. Like, sometimes, like, well, can I really do that? Am I thinking about that? Like, but I, I let 10 other people do that, or I know that system to it. It's like believing that you can actually do what you say. And even if you've proven it like a million times, why I have a million client testimonies saying I did that, you sometimes in the back of your head are like, I don't know, am I lying? Do I have those skills? I think that's something that I struggle with. I think everyone struggles with. I talk to lots of people, and I say mostly women. I don't know many men that struggle from that. So I'm going to say um, what I'm going to talk about, because I don't think men are going to say imposter syndrome. That's, men would never say that. Um, but what I'm hearing is judgment. Yes. I'm hearing, and, and men absolutely struggle with judgment. And that women like to give it different names, and we like to give it an identity, and then we like to claim it. And they're like, men don't get it, but we do. Um, but that judgment, uh, what I have found that has helped me I'm doing a positive intelligence. Um, the book that was written, he has a program and it's about mindfulness and being mindful of your judge and being able to shrink the neural pathways in your brain that the imposter syndrome lives in and increase the neural pathways in your prefrontal cortex where your, you know, your empathy brain lives where, and, and where all of the great things happen. And for me, when I think about judgment, I think about my clients because you will not make anybody a million dollars, but every person has the ability to make a million dollars. And so when I think about, well, can I really make this claim that I have a recipe for reinvention, revision and rewriting your story, which was my like wondering, I'm like, yeah, I absolutely can. <laughs> I have so many recipes to share, but also you have different ingredients. Like you're going to bring your own ingredients and, you're going to play with these recipes until you achieve that. And in the co-active coaching model, we talk about people as being naturally creative, resourceful, and whole, which is what you hold people when you tell them you're going to make lots of money, right? So yeah, men have the judgment too. And I think if we let go of those judgments and realize we're not really in control, but we are vibing, like you, I'm going to make a million dollars because I had this conversation with you. Like, I am absolutely certain that this is more of my energy that I'm picking up. Um, you can make that claim. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's true. I think that we all struggle with a little bit of judgment of ourselves and the not good enoughness. And that just takes, you know, like you said, like exactly your skills. It just takes time to shift it. And I think we work on it all the time. Every day. So the positive intelligence has PQ reps, which is being mindful for 10 seconds and his magic formula. Um, and it's not magic. It's based on neuroscience and what they found. Uh, the amygdala is its job is to judge. There's a million things on my desk right now, but if something on there moved, I would see it immediately. I'm not aware of everything else because my, that's my brain. We've survived for millions of years judging. <laughs> 
And so, and we literally survived childhood. It doesn't matter how wonderful your childhood was. There was a bully at school one time. You fell down and hurt yourself. Like you survived, like you're surviving COVID and making it through childhood. Like you're literally surviving. And so we all have that. And the goal is, is to shrink it. Um, and to notice it and send it packing when it comes and says, you can't make money or whatever that limiting belief is. Yeah, perfect. Exactly. You're amazing. I could talk to you for hours. Um, I'd love to a couple ingredients, if we could, for people's recipes for manifesting money. Um, I have already Know Your Money Story, which is amazing. I love that you talked about the steps for manifestation. Any other ingredients that women need to throw in there? For money, um, so writing down like what you want to make or how much money you want to attract, but to know what that money is going towards, right? So let's say if it's like $5,000 in rent, $2,000 in designer bags for a month, thousand dollars in hair whatever it is it doesn't matter what it's going towards the universe needs to know there's a plan for it right because you're like i'm gonna make 10 million dollars this year like well what are you gonna do with that money like do you really need that much money and then also a lot of times you actually figure out like oh maybe i can live i don't need a 10 million dollars maybe i need two million dollars or whatever it is and then you're clear on that so i think that that's when again that clarity comes you're able to attract those things and it's able more to be in that flow I think that's a step mm -hmm. that we maybe miss, but again, just declaring it. And then I like little money affirmations. Like, um, you know, if you're getting money in or whatever it is, like just be thankful for whatever you have, even if it's for a dollar. Um, when you get bills, you just say like, thank you so much for giving me like, um, like for a cable bill. Thank you so much for this bill that I, that I can have Wi-Fi. You have to like appreciate things because then you can see like the shit like, like, oh, another bill came in. That's not how it is. And then you start to like, it's kind of cool. Like, um, I think it was Rhonda Byrne's book. Um, it's not the, I think it's the power. She's another book, um, another book about it. I forget the, the other word of it. Um, but it's about these exercises you kind of do. Right. And it's just, start to like show gratitude towards different exercises like the bill thing and then you start to like see this weird like money will show up anywhere like you get like a check in the mail for like a refund that you had no clue was coming or something it's just like these really cool things start to happen when you start to bring that gratitude and that awareness and things just start showing up like your phone will ring you got this client or again you have this extra bonus so i think those are cool things to kind of play around with and there, there's plenty of books out there that show you like these fun games you can do but i love those things Oh, I love that. Uh, I'm gonna, it makes me think of when we were laying in our bed last night. We're like, just so, we're both so, we're so grateful that we could, you know, spend money and buy this bed that vibrated us to sleep last night. Yeah. Literally, I'm like a baby now. I'm getting rocked to sleep. Ooh, that's so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> the headboard arrived today and it's, it's uh, so lovely. Yeah. And I always say like, you can't, if you don't give graduate for what you have, how can you have more? right? Like if you can't take care of your things, like why would, why would anyone, it's just like, why would anyone give you more stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I think that applies to relationships too, right? <laughs> if you can be grateful for the love that you're giving yourself, like, and really giving that to yourself and really accepting yourself, how can anyone else come in and do that as yeah. well? Mm. So much wisdom in this podcast. Um, anything else you want to share before I ask my, my final three questions? And I know people are hanging out right now because how would you, you're not going to manifest your money that you're looking for if you're not listening to Sabrina. 
What else do I want to share? I mean, just, I think like just do small actions daily. I think people, this is one thing I talk a lot about with my clients, people get overwhelmed with the big steps. But I say anything you want to attract in life or achieve or do something in life, just take a small action every day, right? Because once you do one little thing, it kind of, the next little thing comes and the next little thing, and then you're open to more opportunities. So be gentle with yourself, take small steps and just take some action, no matter what it is daily. Mm, I love that. I think I learned that lesson on Monday when I literally gave myself a wild concussion and decided I'm going to just, I had these really ambitious plans for my big agenda this week and decided, all right, I'm going to send three emails and if one, and one responded, one book, like that's what I was looking for. My big agenda plans, I would have sent 20 of those, but one small step is getting you closer to that goal. I love that. Too is that that rest too is that we tend to, as entrepreneurs, try to overwork ourselves, but that's not that's not how things flow, right? We're not going to flow in that way. Mm -mm. And sometimes, like for me, like you know, for your own schedule, sometimes I'm like, I just need to rest today, and then I do, and the next day I'm so productive, right? And I don't judge it. I'm like, okay, like this is why I'm an entrepreneur because I can sit on the couch and read a book or whatever today, and go for a long walk. And tomorrow I can be six meetings back to back or whatever it is, like. And that's the, that's the beauty of it. And I think you should embrace that. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for this amazing conversation. Uh, before we go, my three questions I always ask. Number one, what is your superpower? Honesty. Mm. Yes. I'm bad. Um, I'm super honest. You are, if you look bad at outfit, I'm going to tell you. In a nice, loving way. But honesty. I love the honesty. Honesty sometimes is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. Uh, what's your purpose? I think it's just to live life and enjoy it. You know, I think we're always looking for this big grandiose purpose, but I think we're here on this earth to be human beings, to experience love and to experience joy and to go out there when we can travel and, and experience the world, like eat good foods and be joyous and just become like, just, just be happy to be here. Mm, I love that. Your purpose is joy. I, and it's, I feel it. Like I am radiating your joy right now. So as you sit here in your superpower of honesty and your purpose of joy, what's next? Ooh, um, you know, I love what I'm doing. I want to build bigger. Um, I want to help more people. I do a group coaching program right now for fitness and wellness professionals. I want to continue to grow that. I give, um, I want to teach them to build their own business and not to rely on a gym closing or anything like that. Cause I see this all the time and people are getting so wrapped up. So that's my big next step is just to kind of grow those programs. And just to kind of, like I said, enjoy life. Um, I love the beach, spending time at the beach, um, hopefully traveling again. That's really, that's really hopefully next. I would love to go to Europe again. I love Italy and I, I miss a Europe. We haven't been to Europe in a while. Um, so that's, I think, like getting through COVID and getting, I, you know, I actually, a lot of people were like, I hated this year. I didn't. I actually loved it. I love the whole break of it. Um, I love the whole propelling of my business and helping other people and, and other people being able to see what you can do online. I don't raise like that. And I just loved, like, I got to spend the summer at the beach because I wasn't working in the gym because I was doing everything virtually. So I love that. Um, so 
I just think like it's it's a great year to learn and to grow and the same thing like I talk about the gratitude event so next up bigger business helping more people enjoying life and traveling yes I love that and I want to invite you to travel with me next summer I want to go I'm planning on going everywhere I don't mean like really with me but like let's meet up in Italy somewhere and host a workshop together we're gonna throw it out there in the universe okay we're I'm in um, yeah, and I'm not saying, I'm just saying everyone that spends their summer with me finds their true love afterwards. So I want to, I literally want to travel this next summer of 2021 with, and um, host workshops with women and just share the energy of abundance of all that we have to offer. And I know other women in Italy have been connecting um, with people from all over the world during COVID. This has been an amazing time of year for me as well. So I'm excited to see what's next for you. Um, I follow you on all the things. Um, and I'm excited to see you help more women in fitness. I, clearly, I'm passionate about that. And um, it's, it's interesting to see for me people in a pandemic where I was a teacher before and I was a gym owner before. Like, I don't have, those are two really tough places to be right now for people, but also some really incredible opportunities to jump into starting your own business uh, as a gym owner and teachers, if you're listening to this as well. Uh, there's one of you in particular I'm thinking of. It's also a great time for you to start thinking about what the world needs, like what problems that you can solve in fitness and education. Totally. I love it. Thank you so much for thank having you. me. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to give you the last word, but before I do, because I want you to tell people where to follow you, um, but before I give you the last word, I'm going to let people know if they want to have their own witty and wise conversation with me, uh, they can head over to alprofessionalcoaching.com and book a complimentary call. And Sabrina's got some really great stuff as well. Um, I'm, and I am not in the fitness space like I was. So this woman has her pulse on what it, what's happening there. I'm more in the leadership and relationship space these days. Um, Sabrina, where can people find you, follow you, get connected with you? I know you have a ton of free resources on your website. Um, so let's let everybody know where they can go. So everything is my name. Very simple. So my website, sabrinasarabella.com. Um, you can find a ton of free resources there. Instagram, Sabrina underscore Sarabella. Um, I post almost every day on there. You can interact with me there. You can DM me if you want to talk or you can email me at sabrina at sabrinasarabella.com. So just my name, super original name, I think. I don't know what else has it out there. Um, I don't think so. So you can find me anywhere. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you.